and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. We're already at week 16. We've absolutely flown through this season. Where does the time go? Pace. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we're not going to get too philosophical and, and talk about the mortality of men, I suppose, today because uh, it's a completely different podcast. Um, you've heard him. You know he's here. It's Rocky. How do you think, mate? Sasquatch, all good, all good. Um, we're recording this episode a little bit later in the day than we normally do. If it was a live audience, uh, I'd apologi- apologize for my tardiness, but it isn't. So I owe our audience nothing. <laughs> and on with, on with that, um, on with yes. the show. Yeah. Uh, apologies in advance. Two of us have been struck down by this weird flu cold that's infected at least half the population. So yep. I'll try and limit the coughs. Um, but I've got a yeah, I've got a sore throat, so I'll be take. slurping on the lemsips. I'll be one of those, you know, that, you're you're in the office and one of your colleagues is slurping on their tea. That's gonna be me this podcast. Yeah, um, something that doesn't bother me, but there's, but there's certain people in the office that have been uh, thrown off by my consumption of food and liquids uh, <laughs> over the years. So we'll. Uh, We'll, we we digress there, so we'll move on. Um, Office observation humour. Look, if you're looking for a different kind of layout, you're not going to get it. Um, it's going to be the week fifteen previews. It's going to be fifth and goal, and it's going to be the week sixteen previews, folks. It's the same format every week. The same tired God, old format. You come back for it, <laughs> so here we are delivering. <laughs> well, please keep coming back for it, obviously. Um. But yeah, without much further ado, it's time for the Week 15 Recap. Week 15 Recap. Now, so, it wouldn't be a Week 15 Recap if I didn't bore you with a Sasquatch stat to begin with. This is maybe one for the more nuanced fan, the metric lover, the bloke whose favourite movie is Moneyball. Um, Patrick Mahomes completed a season-high plus 10.3% of his passes overexpected in week 15. This included 19 straight to end the game, folks. The chances of this sits at just 0.8%. I think sometimes we might take Patty, um, like, might disrespect him a little bit. We might just take this as normality. It's I think, yeah. What this man is doing on a weekly basis is... He's otherworldly. He's set such a high standard that this is it's fairly regular for him. Fairly pedestrian. I'm like not really, and but I'm like you 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 do just have such a high expectation for him. It just slips under the radar. Every week he does something that if you if if you actually pay attention, like Jesus Christ. Um but look, uh you're here for results, not us waffling on about how good Paddy Mahomes is. So to cut to the chase, uh, San Fran on Thursday Night Football overcame the Seahawks 21 points to 13. In the craziest game, the record for a comeback victory, the Vikings crowned Kings of the North, overcome the Colts 29 points to 36. In a drab affair, the Browns overcame the Ravens 13 points to 3. Bills overcame the Dolphins 32 points to 29. Uh, Steelers overcame the Car- uh, the Carolina Panthers 24 points to 16 
Eagles slumped to a, a victory over the Bears, 25 points to 20. The Chiefs, as mentioned, did overcome the Houston Texans, 30 points to 24. The, sorry for the pause there, folks. Uh, Dallas fell victim to the Jags, 40 points to 34. Uh, Falcons were undone by the Saints, 21 points to 18. The Lions haven't started the season 1-6 and six are now 7-7. Seven seven. All came the Jets, 20 points to 17. Cardinals fell to the Broncos, 24 points to 15. In If you thought the Colts' loss was embarrassing, I think this has actually trumped it. The Raiders overcame the Patriots, 30 points to 24. Titans fell to the Chargers, 17 points to 14. Tom was undone by, by Joey Cool, 34 points to 23. The Giants victorious in the NFC matchup against those pesky commies, 20 points to 12. And just last night, the Hollywood star for Baker Mayfield probably came to a, a crashing blow as they fell to the Packers, 24 points to 12. Not just oh, they are now actually sorry mathematically eliminated so for the 18th successive season we will not have a repeat Super Bowl champion there's another stat for you good stat good stat thanks I was good I was spoiling us some stats in yeah now look that's the week 15 previews done and you know what it's time for now five and goal oh five and goal so look we say it every week but we just if there's any blogs out there, last minute Christmas panicking, click the link in the podcast description, usasports.co.uk. If you're not clicking the link this week, make yourself something tasty in the in the in the January sales kicking off on Boxing Day for our British listeners, but for the good listeners, Stevens's Day. The good guys. So, I think, I think, I think it's yourself kick us off this week sure why not the Texans the Texans they ended up in overtime with the Chiefs what a what a re- what a result they previously also played close games with the Eagles and the Cowboys is this a sign of hope for the future for the rebuilding franchise what do you think it's um I would have remarked that there wasn't a huge amount of talent on this team, um, but we've seen them play three close games. We've seen them play not so close games. Um, we've seen yeah, but Davis yeah. Mills play not so good football, but they've come up with these scrappy results. What say you? They're frisky. They're frisky. We we see it all year. the The record is an indicator of what talent is in the roster, but there's. There's so much outside of talent that goes into a game of football and it's the, the kind of one percenters, the showing up, the effort, these types of things. And the Texans are very good at that and that makes them frisky. But in no circumstances have you ever gone, they're going to do one over them now. Like Look back to the Cowboys game where we were texting each other. We were like, yeah, yeah. this is great, but the Cowboys are going to win this. And at no point did we ever go, Texans are going to do them again. Because they are who they are. I think the Cowboys drove 90-odd yards in in less than two minutes. And I think, as you said, we were both confident that that's how that drive was going to end. With a Cowboy touchdown and a victory. Now, 
maybe we'll do a little bit of a look at here ahead here the the texans seem to be locked into the number one overall pick and that's almost certainly going to be spent on alabama's bryce young what do you think yeah. you're a you're a bit of a college aficionado uh, i don't think he's going to transfer i don't think he's going to transfer well to the professional game you think his uh, for anybody who's I, not there's, there's, massively into the college he's he's quite a small in terms of size he's he's not he is a trendsetter because he'll be one of the smallest quarterbacks yeah how well is that working in arizona um but for me, the issue with Bryce Hall is, like, one, you've got to bear in mind, Alabama is, and this year, notwithstanding, but they are the powerhouse of the collegiate game. They they are year on, year out. I know they've kind of, they've failed to make the playoffs. Well, they've failed to make the, the Big Four this year, but I think the, there's ailments in his game that I don't see uh, working well. I just don't see like ultimately he'd be drafted because he's the Alabama quarterback. But I don't see him being if if I was the Texans I I'd slide. I'd slide. I'd be. Not, you'd be would not, you not what, well, who are you taking? Oh, well, I know we will move on. Who are you taking at number one? Are you taking Bryce Young? Are you taking C.J. Stroud? I'm not taking quarterback this year. No. I'm trading my picks. Trading my picks. Um, I think we're still there's still a knock-on effect of COVID in the collegiate game in that the players that are coming through now and, and, and it could be the same next year but I, I I think COVID had a far bigger impact on collegiate level sports be that be that last year of their high school career and then the first year of college or their first two years of college and, and it's had an impact on collegiate level sports it's getting back that level so I would not be against trading draft picks. That is um because it's 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 not like it's not to me a situation akin to like it, it's not a situation we have the talent in the roster. You just need that quarterback. Yeah. Well, they folks, need to fully rebuild. Folks, you so. come here every week for the wild takes, and I guarantee you, you will see possibly zero mock drafts which will will mock the texans trading out of that one number one spot uh so there you go yeah, we do give some wild take we give some freezing cold takes yeah, kick us off we give you see bryce hall will be drafted by the texans and they'll bryce young they'll have a dynasty uh, bryce young sorry uh worse again and <laughs> he he'll lead to a dynasty in houston wait and see and uh, no one i like it but look moving on to a franchise that did draft a college quarterback in recent years and, and, and arguably the, the most pro-ready of them all. How about them Jaguars? Wins over the Ravens, Titans and Cowboys in the past four games. Are we beginning to see the tide turn down in Duval County? Um, what say you? We saw um, Trevor Lawrence have a, a really good game earlier in the season and we, we weren't totally sold. We wanted to see him sustain that and I, I think it was the I think it was the Ravens game, and then he followed up with, with a Paul Frums. Yes, game. yeah, and we were saying, oh, we are so wise. We are so wise to temper our our expe or our our praise of him, and now he's he's gone on to have a really solid streak of games. There, he's looking good. Um, 
I thought it. I thought it, his his bad habits had reared its head when he was driving for in the second to last possession, and he fumbled the ball on a on a scramble, and I was like, "Here we go again." Um. But uh, no, they. I know the game was was won on a Dak Prescott interception, and you mightn't say right, well, it wasn't a game-winning drive, but. But he had them going toe-to-toe with one of the top teams in the NFC. As you said, he um, he beat the Ravens, who you might think are also having a down stretch, as are the Titans. But they're showing up to play. That, that victory have... against the Ravens, though, is, is pre-Lamar injury. Yeah. Do you know? Um, I, just, I just, I think... Trevor's playing, we talk, this is year 1.5, we've said this a few times, but I, I think it's 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 the work of Dougie, and maybe we're a bit biased, given a franchise's choice, but I do think there's been a, there's been a few um, like press conference comments by players, and it's like, what's the difference? And they're like, it's, it's coaching, it's yeah. clear to see it's coaching. Yes, absolutely, um, it's... Urban Meyer was a train wreck. I mean, like, he looks like a different quarterback to even the start of the season. Like, I think a lot of the, the chemistry and a lot of the good coaching that a quarterback gets is during the regular season. Not in the offseason or in training camp. It's, it's, you know, accruing and compiling all of these wins and losses. That's really where the good coaching comes in. Um, and we're seeing Trevor Lawrence look at one point, I was we were we were debating whether he was the best quarterback out of that draft, quarterback draft, and I think he I think he has, you know, put his stamp on and sealed the deal. You'll argue about, you know, your 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 little pet, but I think he's looking like the most complete. My little pet cause my little pet give me palpitations on Sunday. Yeah, with no one outside him, with no roster. No, and look, we won't make it about him, but he is looking fantastic. Um, I think we're about ready to move on, but I would like to just extend my, my thanks, and I think I speak for Sasquatch. Uh, Dougie P, thank you for your service. Cheers, Doug. Cheers, Doug. Cheers, Doug. He continues to build on to his Philly legacy. His legacy in Philly, yeah. Man's getting okay. another statue. No, we should have we should have stuck with Doug instead of Carson. That's all I'm saying. Things still working out pretty well for the Owl Eagles, though. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna argue. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers show up looking pretty impressive for a half against the Bengals, and then promptly return to season form. Should teams be scared of this Bucks team in the playoffs, even with Tom Brady? Um, I think Todd Bowles. <sighs> After the game said, well, look at what we did in the first half. You know, this is what teams have to expect. I don't think so, Todd. Because that was one good half out of, what, 26 halves we've seen so far. And and I can count on one yeah. hand how many good how many halves were good. Um, I, I was giving Tom the benefit of the doubt that you don't want to face him in the playoffs. Given his extensive experience. But and I still maintain that. I I still agree with you on that. Look, I don't know. That's 
for me that's fading like certainly when you're when you compare them against maybe some of the teams like the Seahawks um uh or the Commanders or the Giants kind of those lower teams yeah I don't want to face Tom Brady but he's getting no benefit of the doubt when you're comparing him to the likes of the the upper tier teams San Fran I'd rather face the Vikings um I'd rather face Tom Brady than the Vikings um I'd rather face Tom Brady than the Cowboys. I still believe in any given Sunday. And I still believe on, on who's the best at doing it. Look, and it's, it is Tom. I do too. But the but one thing I would I would I would I would I would give two little nuggets to this point. Drop your the nuggets on year him. one. Year one in Tampa, where they started off rough and then they obviously ultimately made the Super Bowl run. There was a lot of uh, media comments that Tom had taken over and it wasn't Bruce Arians coaching anymore. Why isn't that happened? Obviously, that's not the case whatsoever. Um, but if I'm Tom Brady and I've just lost my supermodel and my wife, not only to lose these games, but to have, of all people, Eli Apple coming off and as he runs down the tunnel, shouting to the CBS camera, the future is now, old man. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't I don't think that's a league I, I want to play not. in. Of all people, Eli Apple. I was not yeah, a, aware let me tell you, of I'm, this. It's just not worth it. Um, but look, you know, I, I, I think you just don't care, man. You just because he's burned you so many times. And eventually he has to run out of... It's like the road. It's like the coyote, Wiley Coyote when he runs across the cliff. Eventually he has to run out of imaginary road and realize he's gone off the cliff. But I don't want to be there. Yeah. Until he realizes this. That's fair that enough. Sense. That is fair enough, absolutely. Um but I think the biggest issue with the Bucks at the moment is the coaching and Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich had a great first half play calling with lots of play action. Tom having a really good completion percentage on play action passes in the first half and they completely went away. I think they, they called about eighteen or so plays in the first half. Uh, and they called three in the second half. And he still went two or three. Tom did. Um, for 20 mm-hmm. odd yards. And they didn't go back to it. I, I just don't understand the coach in there. The running game is, is a non-factor there. Rashad White has looked okay. Playoff. Lenny will. You better hope that he shows up in the playoffs. Because otherwise they'll be a completely one-dimensional team. I just don't think they've got the... Uh, the juice. Yeah, no. And look, I tend to agree, but I, Jesus Christ, it's it's something I do not want to see happen. Is that say we go to see say we say, like win or lose, against the Cowboys, we don't. I'd like to think we've enough about us to to get two wins in the last three, and and finish number one seed in the NFC. Philly only need one win. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but you do not want to play Tampa Bay on the back of them upsetting someone the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Because then they got juice. Then they got juice. So that's that's what my fears like. Um, but look, moving on. Zach Wilson stepped in, and he played well for the Jets. To be fair, he played well for the Jets. Ultimately, they lost again to the Detroit Lions. 
but it was look it was a bit of a thriller um the lines are red hot so wasn't enough for wilson to get his old job back is the, the question i put to you no for me for me i'm trading zach wilson to the carolina panthers for the same deal i got for sam darnold um i don't think that's gonna happen no i don't think so either I but i i think tepper is he's <laughs> four times bitten one shy i first round picks particularly first round picks who are drafted really high they really do get a, an extended grace period we've seen i was going to say we've seen Some flash, policy, I've seen, i was going to say we've seen flashes from justin fields he's actually turned that into sustained great play trevor lawrence is is gone a long way to looking consistently good um and looking really good at times trey lance obviously you can understand the grace period with him he's been injured and backing up um mac jones whatever and davis mills whatever um i think zach wilson is the the only one who's grossly underperforming mm. um I think the team played harder for Mike White when he was quarterbacking. I'm look, I'm not a general manager, but that's what I'm doing. I'm maybe trying to maybe starting him for the rest of the season and trying to get a few wins to improve his value, to maybe create a bit of intrigue for teams in the offseason. But I I wouldn't be committing to Zach Wilson. I think it's only his second year, so he has to play another year before he's even eligible for an extension. In which case, you may as well keep him for a year, um, unless you get a decent offer. But um, he's not doing it for me. He's not. He's not your guy. It's a no from me, dog. I think, I think Mike White. Mike White has he's one of the most bizarre stories of the season. Has become the spiritual leader of the the New York football jets just um, just pass the keys to mike white and daddy flacco yeah it's yeah it's it's they're still not the it's still not the quarterback coming to take them forward but it does seem a bit better than than cougars act um yeah look i think climber still hasn't gone on that one but i think we, we we've said all we're going to say on that one so i think we, we might just push forward yes so we Hinted at it after the Cowboys' loss and a close Eagles victory over the Bears, which included a Jalen Hurts injury scare, or at least it was a scare when I wrote this. It is now a confirmed injury with a shoulder sprain. The premier matchup It's between... his non-trolling shoulder, though. Say it again. It's his non-trolling shoulder. His non-trolling shoulder. But the, the premier matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys on Christmas Eve just became far less pivotal for the race for the number one seed in the NFC. Will Philly become conservative, needing only one win over the next three games to secure the playoff bye? Sasquatch, you are the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you approaching this? Because he hasn't been ruled out for Sunday. Nick Seriani won't rule him out. Are you trotting them out there are you sitting them for the rest of yeah. the season i'm trotting them out. you're trotting them out what the hell are you doing man uh, i'm trotting him out why, why why would you not because 
I I think I think it's his non drawing shoulder. It's his non drawing shoulder. Yeah. And I think this is an opportunity for a for a statement win. And it's it's something that's been talked about the whole time with Philly is they go, Oh yeah, look at their schedule. And then they go and get the win. And then the Titans fall off the track. I think they're gonna go all out on this one. And, and look, maybe this is biased by my fandom of the Eagles, and maybe I don't see it elsewhere, but I do think it is one of the more bitter rivalries in the NFL. Definitely the NFC. You can make arguments about the Steelers and the Ravens, but I suppose ultimately since Big Ben's gone and since he was a shadow of his former self and, and Ray Lewis is gone, doesn't quite have the same, I don't know, gusto to it. Um, but I think Eagles-Cowboys is just one of those traditional matchups, and I do think both sides genuinely hate each other. So, I mean, well, look, the alternative is you start Gardner Minshew, and I'm not, I'm not terribly afraid of that considering we are a very good running team hmm. um, I'd have to say I'm on the opposite side of the fence here I think the ultimate goal for the the ultimate goal for the Eagles this year and you could say the same about uh, most teams but it's more realistic for the Eagles is to win a Super Bowl and your chances of winning a Super Bowl are highest when Jalen Hurts is 100% I know you're saying it's his non-thrown shoulder but I'm guessing he leads with his non-thrown shoulder in a lot of the rushes, quarterback draws and designed plays, designed runs that that they that they call. Um, you take his design runs out of it, though. I'm not like look. I him agree. Him starting does not mean I agree. You don't change the playbook. I don't think there should have been half as many designed runs, and a lot of them were replays. But I think um, Bo Wolf. Um, said that there was of the 17 carries that Jalen Hurts had 11 of them were designed runs I don't want to see any of them this late in the season the fact is that that's part of their game um, I, I I would start Gardner Minshew against the Cowboys I think Philadelphia still have a decent chance of, of beating them although I would have liked to see the two teams go head to head on Christmas Eve full strength Um. I think start Gardner Minshew at the Saints. Give Jalen Hurts that day, and I think the the Eagles have already walloped the Giants, and maybe you're pushing your luck, leaving it to the last game to to really go for that first round clincher or the the one seed clincher. But you've already beaten and walloped I, the Giants. I don't I don't like the concept. If, look, look, if he's injured, he's injured. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't like the concept of resting for four weeks when you're throwing that fight. No, I think I think you so, play him for one of the weeks. Yeah, but this week. No, I'm. I don't think it's this week. No, I think it's. I think it should be this week. I think win this, guaranteed one seed, guaranteed NFC champions, and then throwing Gardner Minshew. He's three weeks rest. He'd be sweet. That's my take. We'll agree to disagree. I've angered you. We'll agree to disagree. I've angered you. I can see. I'm fuming. It's a good thing this is not a video podcast because he's he's filthy. First. I am. He's filthy. We'll move on. But look, we're out of time. 
Um, <laughs> short, sharp, and sweet. This one here, I think I'm gonna get a snotty answer as a rebuke for the for the previous question. What happened to the Titans? Once seven and three, they've now lost four straight. Very shite. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Mike Vrabel. So sad to see some people suggesting that his seat is heating up a little bit. I think his he's got his team to, if anything, overperform at times. I think his GMC is hot. Uh, yes, well, his GM seats on fire. They've he's already been fired. It's vacant, yeah. But I, but I think it's it's hot on the person who comes in. Sure, so it's yeah. like a position you're starting hot. Yeah, absolutely. They've got a an an owled roster. They've got some bad contracts on there, like uh, Taylor Lewans, um, which will will leave big question marks in their absence if they're they're dealt or released. Um. Look, they're they've got bad injury luck, but teams got to deal with that. There's been plenty of great years ruined by injury, so I think as a Titans fan, they can feel Jacksonville breathing down their neck for the division lead. I think I'd be afraid now if I was a Titans fan, and I'd be looking to the off season. Because I don't think Derrick Henry, with everything around him, would be able to, you know, plunge them knee deep into the playoffs. No, and and regardless, I think the the opportunities were I think the last few seasons, um, and ultimately they've they've come up short. Um, and ultimately, look, we discussed it early in the season. Um, we kind of maybe got a bit sidetracked because they did start to form well. Like obviously the. The roster is a, is a shadow of what it's been in the past few seasons. We're one of the major beneficiaries of that, but of course, I just how how big of a rebuild have they on their hands? Do they consider moving Derek? I think they've they've probably got maximum value out of him. He is starting to pick up those niggly injuries. Do you move him before the big injury? That well, look, we need to go through. We'd need to pull up their entire roster to, to have a proper examination of the Tennessee. Maybe we'll do a an off-season special on the state of the Tennessee Titans. But their their wide receivers are muck. Robert Woods has been a non-factor this year. Fact. Traylon Burks, yeah, he's looked promising, absolutely. But he, um, he's been injured. He had conditioning problems at the start of the year. He took a horrible tackle off Marcus Epps couple of weeks ago and he's lingered in the concussion protocol um the o-line is is owled it's not playing that well um they've obviously got a bit like that triangle yep it's a good one went jingle jangle jingle jangle enough um yeah yeah look i i think tennessee are as you say their window was the last couple of years I think Ryan Tannehill is not long for the Tennessee Titans. I wouldn't be. I'm not. You know. I'm not particularly impressed with Malik Willis. Um. On the. I think Ryan Tannehill has looked like Miami Dolphins Ryan Tannehill this year. Look. Brable's gonna have a tough couple of years, really trying to get anything out of 
whatever scraps he's left with. So, yeah, respect. Okay, I'm happy to move on. Uh, it's a it's a complex one, but a simple question. It is. Yeah, it's ultimately it's complex. All right, I don't know if you agree with me here now, but the Ravens desperately need Lamar. They're almost guaranteed a playoff spot this year. But without him, this team will not scare anyone. Nor go far once the playoffs begin. Yeah. Um, he was he he's the reason for their record. We've said this before. Like ultimately I know I know they couldn't come to terms with the extension in the offseason. But the Ravens have failed the mark. It's it's if if the Chicago Bears roster is the same next year, you will say that the Bears have failed Justin Fields. And we've never said that about the Ravens because look, a lot of people like John Harbaugh. And I, and I get it. But the Ravens are failing Lamar Jackson. He has no weapon. He had one weapon he liked. Traded to the Cardinals. Look, I, I get he's Mark Andrews. Mark An- Andrews is a brilliant tight end. But when your number one weapon, and oftentimes your only weapon, is a tight end. It's an easy cover. A tight end excels when you've got deep threats and you leave those gaps in the middle. So so like you could argue that the Ravens are failing both Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. Um, that's probably a bit harsh. But, but they're definitely failing Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think Mark but Andrews he is has had a pretty decent that. career there in Baltimore. But I do agree with you. They've they had um yeah. Marquise Brown there and he was he was a bit of a speedster he could at least stretch the field in terms of coverage who does he have this year this year you could argue that even with Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews not enough was done to build around Lamar this sensational like talent like alright he was a bit rough throwing the ball in his first year or two but I think he got it together and I don't know how you don't surround this kid with just on a rookie contract on a rookie contract that's it like this is this is this is when you bring in everybody and potentially you know set your back yourself back for a couple of years once you have to pay him this is the this is the roster of a side that's gone on multiple Super Bowl jaunts with an experienced quarterback and they're in salary cap hell for what they've done over the last 5-10 years Look, I know they looked good and, there. And they haven't got that. Sorry. That, that's what I'm ah, saying. Okay, yeah. like it, it, it baffles me. And I know their defense was good the last couple of years, particularly with their the cornerbacks. Um, and it's it's not been the same. The consistency hasn't been there this year. Um, you know, they've dealt with injuries. But... but that defense was was kind of it was given the opportunity to be a good defense because the multiple fir- the, the offense could put together multiple uh, like first down drives and ultimately score then they've not been a high scoring team either so they've limited time in possession and then with that the defense has just been under like a, a level of pressure you just can't obviously keep up with um, yeah, you have to play good offense to give your defense an opportunity. Contract talks over the off season are going to be crazy. Like he's going to get paid. If if not by the Ravens, Somehow. somebody else will. It's guaranteed to happen. He's won MVP. 
um, whatever you want to say about his stats this season, that can all be, you know, argued over. You know, the the lack of talent around him. He'll get paid. It'll mm. just be interesting to see where. Um, I find it hard to imagine him anywhere but Baltimore, considering their massive shift to running the ball over the last couple of years around him. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Mm. Interesting. Um, I don't think I don't know many other franchises that have the cap space for him, given the money he turned down in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, Saints. Joke. Let's move on. After trailing. By 33 points. Regular season record. The Vikings rallied to win in overtime. Kirk Cousins and the passing game looked unstoppable at points. Mm-hmm. Is this all on the Colts? Or should the rest of the NFC be on higher alert for a side that at times this season has seemed unwilling to lose? At times, obviously, they've looked very willing to lose. At times, this side have looked like it just can't be killed. Should the NFC be concerned? Yeah. Look, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, they they came back down from 33 points. That's class. That's amazing. And then on the other hand, I'm like, they got down that far in the first place, and then it was against the Colts. Um, Which is true. Now, the only thing I would say is it wasn't because of a phenomenal offensive performance by the Colts. No, there was, there was like, a there was lot of plays. There was, there was a lot of miscues, fumbles, interceptions. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Blocked punt. It, yeah, it was. I, I'll. The first time I was watching this game, and I switched off once the the Colts went up big. You know, they were somewhere in the twenties. I said, "This is this is going to be a terrible game." And then I I googled the score. An hour later, and it was thirty-three all in overtime. Um, look, I'd say there's a few Vikings fans to say left the stadium. Probably. Look, overall, I do think it's a net positive for the Vikings. It's it is an achievement. It doesn't matter who really you come back thirty-three points against. I know a lot of times, uh, you know, the the leading team will will tend to play softer coverage just to limit big plays and limit this all happening um, obviously Kirk and Co were able to take advantage of that and managed to, to come back you know with just over it was it just over a quarter they they managed to, to claw back so either way it's it's impressive um, yeah I think while it's not a great look to, to get into that situation, it, it is a bit of a showcase of what they can do. You know, at the mm. right time going into the playoffs. Mm, still not sure about them, though. No, I think the, the jury will forever be on. Kirk, Kirk will probably win a Super Bowl and probably still be like, yeah, it was Kirk. Was it? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's very what hard. What does that man have to do? Years. Uh... Win two Super Bowls back to back. Win a Super Win a Super Bowl and then kill the alien invasion. And and I might I might let him up, but I I I don't know I don't know what he can do. I just I just think it's very hard to to just discard ten years of hard data. Yeah. In a season. So yeah, look, happy to move on. 
Yeah, so this is just going to be a, a fairly quick one. Just of the teams who've dealt for a first round draft pick in the upcoming draft, who would the best trade? Seattle and Detroit are going to make strong cases here. Obviously, Seattle are currently getting the number three pick from the Broncos for the Russell Wilson trade. So they upgraded a quarterback and they have a top three pick for it. That's pretty good now. They won that trade. Uh, yes, sir. It, it's not one of those trades that's going to age terribly. Or they, they, they don't know what. And not only did they win the trade, they confused the entire league and every pundit who said, Seahawks are in a rebuild. Because God knows there's two of them on this podcast. Yes, sir. They're, they're a soft rebuild, yes. But we were giving them, what, three to four wins? I think that. four I gave them at most, I'd say. It could have been three. Embarrassing. But it wasn't, it wasn't at most. Yeah, look, you, 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 there's people on far more money than us. To put it to the yeah, same. don't come for us. Come for the 1%. Eat the rich. Yeah. Uh, death to capitalism. Um, yeah, no. Now, now, what do you do very, very quickly before we move on to the next um, the next candidate for best trades? Do you draft a quarterback? Uh, if you're Seattle, it's unlikely. I think despite your 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 warnings, your four four warnings, I think Bryce Young will be gone by three. CJ Stroud, Will Levis. Who are you taking a quarterback? I, if at all, if you're if you're Seattle, I take a quarterback. Okay, I just wouldn't take him in the first round. I take a project. You don't think any of the quarterbacks this year are? No, 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 no. no. It's nothing to do with the quarterbacks. It's to do with the fact that you have a good professional in Geno Smith. Okay. Like I, I think you could get a project. Okay. I don't hate that. Similar take. to what Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. You don't need a, a high draft pick for for that. Sim, similar to what San Francisco have done in with Trey Lance with a, with, a, with a top pick, I but I do it with someone down the board, and you got to bear in mind. Look, whatever you say about Russell Wilson, he is the best quarterback in that franchise's history. Arguably, should have won two Super Bowls, but won one, and he was a low draft pick. I can't remember what round, but third round, first, and certainly won. yeah, third or fourth, anyway. Yeah. So, you can pick up a project because you have two or three years to spare there. So, I wouldn't be against drafting a quarterback. I just wouldn't maybe draft. I wouldn't draft in the first round. Yeah, look, we'll move on very quickly. Uh, the Detroit Lions are beneficiaries of the Matt Stafford trade with the Rams. I mean, you can't really say that the Rams are losers in this trade. They did win the Super Bowl last year. Um, and look, maybe next year will be wildly different. Maybe. He he went on his wife's yeah. podcast. There were whispers of retirement for him, and he debunked those myths. He said he's not retiring. Yeah. So they will be taking another swing in Los Angeles. Um, and number four, I don't see them drafting a quarterback. They'll probably go for one of those top defensive prospects, considering that's their biggest deficiencies on uh, defense. Very quickly, very quickly. Um, the Eagles are getting the Saints pick at number 9 and Houston are getting Cleveland's pick 
at number 12. I think number 9, the wow. pick for the Eagles, it's a nice luxury. It's 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 not... Unless it landed in the top 3 to 5. Nine's a lo- oh, yeah, nine's, nine's a lovely... It's a lovely spot to replace Fletcher Cox. It's a lovely spot. It's good. I preferred it when it was at about 5 or 4 or whatever it was, but you're still getting one of the premium D-linemen. Still get Still, still games to go. Still games to go. Is all I'm saying. And of course, and, and we can directly influence it. I'm playing the Saints. Yes. And then of course, um, Houston getting Cleveland's first round pick. Deshaun Watson quietly two and one since returning. He hasn't looked great, but very quietly. <laughs> very quietly. Very quietly. But Houston will be looking for them well, to look, at least lose the last couple to improve that, but because they've got a long way to go to. I know they're. Um, you said they had a couple of close games, but they are one. Twelve and one, so. They're they're mm. a good way away from from contending. Mm. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Following a struggle. Fair to say in recent weeks. Have the Giants cemented their spot in the playoffs with a victory over the commanders given they're now at the tiebreak tie and is the achievement of reaching the playoffs the pinnacle for the 2022 giants or do we expect potential for a shock now there's two parts to that question take let's tackle the first part have they cemented their spot in the playoffs well 538 has them at uh 87 chance to get into the playoffs um prior to the game with the commanders they were 50% and the commanders were, I think it was 57%. That's shifted to the Giants at 87 and the commanders to 35. So they've gone a long way to securing that spot. Brilliant. Um, um, and I think they probably have. Yeah. And the second part, do we, do we think there's a chance to cause a bit of a they ruffle a few feathers in the play in the players, or maybe ruffle a feather in the players. If you told or me at the start of the season, is, sorry, go on, finish the, the setup. Or is the pinnacle for the side achieving playoff berth, given talent of roster? Um, if you had told me at the start of the season that Brian Dable was going to lead the the Giants and have a successful season, I would have said. Yeah, probably. He's probably going to get the Giants to 7 and 10. And that would be a good season for the Giants. You would have told me I was nuts. If I told you that not only would a rookie head coach, rookie head coach of this roster, lead the Giants to the playoffs and on the back of that become a spiritual and cultural figure in deepest, darkest Brooklyn, you would have said I was mad. So don't cod me. It's a tremendous achievement. The man deserves coach of the year. Um, look, the side they they obviously started the season extremely well. Their their success was being uh, scuppered, soaked. And drowned. They they lost a few games in the middle of the season. There, it, injuries played their part. Lack of talent, but 
but that was a big statement win over the commanders now i think if we were to look at the odds i'd say brian dable has fallen out of favor with the odds makers um and i think they should it's it's hard to argue given some of the other candidates but but i agree i don't like the idea of brian dable in new york like that that worries me as a division rival i think he's he's got them on the, the straight and narrow i wanted joe judge there i thought he was he's a perfect embodiment of chaos and ineptitude to keep the giants in i wanted i wanted tom mcadoo but look <laughs> we digress tom mac tom mcadoo was fun he was fun yes fun. but look that's the end of five and goal and it's a perfect time for the week 16 preview. week 16 preview so i think it's yourself it is off we'll kick off with the thursday night football the jags there's a bit more enthusiasm please you want a bit more enthusiasm, a bit more enthusiasm please. Woohoo! the jacksonville jaguars yeah, travel to medlife stadium take on the new york jets the jets are one point favorites which um obviously is is factored from their pretty up their defense pretty elite defense but they've got um they may have zach wilson at the helm um before making any selections absolutely be certain of who's going to be starting that quarterback be better than us um one point favorites i'm still taking the jags here i think trevor lawrence is playing playing too well of late to to have them underdogs against a which is essentially a non-quarterback team yeah fair um yeah i, I back the jags too to be fair yeah moving on the again more saturday games these are christmas eve as well you could spend time with your family, but you probably don't like them anyway. So, uh, look, plenty of NFL time to distract you. Um, Baltimore face off against the Atlanta Falcons. Ravens open up for me at seven point favorites, which, look, there's a lot of nuances and kind of like, will Lamar return? Mark Andrews hasn't performed well with Tyler Huntley. J.K. Dobbins has, but yeah, look, I, I just I don't know if I back the Ravens with that spread of seven points. I back the Ravens to overcome the the Falcons because one they need to, and two, the Frank franchise the Falcons will obviously be putting their their faith in a in an untested rookie. Desmond Ryder but I still I still don't fancy back in the Ravens side that's shown a, an inability to put up points yeah look um, you can consider this break and use if you want we're uh, six hours ahead of the United States of America so practice is now going on in the NFL and Lamar Jackson is currently not practicing so it's Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, but unfortunately, that's what we can 
we can go off. You might listen to this later in the week when there's different news. At the moment, I'm going to have to assume Tyler Huntley is quarterback in uh, the Ravens here. And I'm going to have to give it to the Falcons here, I think. With an untested rookie quarterback? Yes. I love the untested rookie quarterback. Okay. I don't know. Yes, just you know. I, I, Tyler Huntley, he's previously come in. I said good. your funeral. So be it. NC. So be it. We'll revisit this next week and we shall we accept. Won't, we'll forget. We'll forget. We'll, it, we'll be recording this on Stevens' day next week. If I'm correct, I will remind us. No, we won't be called. It's the day after Stevens' day. Anyway. Yeah. Proceed, sir. Square. The Red Hot Lions travel to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are home underdogs by two and a half points. Um, obviously, the Lions' offense is back, clicking away. As you said, they started the season one and six. They've since gone six and one to get to where they are now. Um. Two and a half points. I'm taking the two and a half points. No. Panthers are gonna make the playoffs. That means they have to win it. I'm backing them. Lions have gone on a wonderful run. It's coming to an end. You heard it here first. Well, Pan- Panther pride. One pride. Oh, but look, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm backing the Panthers for this story. Wait, one pride is the Lions' motto. I didn't say that. I did. I said Panther pride. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to get in your head. <laughs> All right, we're on we're on uh, different sides of the fence here again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bills make the travel up to Shytown, Chicago. Um. The Bills open as nine point five favorites, and do you know what? I'd probably take it. Um. Look, you know, you know what I feel about Justin. I think it, they've also kind of lost that Bears offense is like poor. They've also lost Ramon A. St. Brown's younger brother, Equanimous, uh, to a concussion. He was kind of one of the few leading lights. One of the biggest overstatements of the year. Um, so I expect the Bills to win and I'd, I'd probably back them to cover that spread I'm sorry Chicago fans I promise it will get better just not this side of Christmas uh, here we go again oh shit here we go again another disagreement I Justin Fields has won me over after the, the, the game versus Philly there that, that play on second and 27 when he was he was, or Hassan Reddick was locked into him, ready to blast him. And he just contorts his body and he just scrambles for what was a first down. He was inches out of bounds and it could have been a touchdown. I think at any time, that young whippersnapper has the potential to turn any play into a touchdown with his legs. Um, I think he's in a position now this year 
where he's going to try and do as much as he can with his legs. I think over the offseason, it'll be drilled into him not to rely on it so much because he's putting himself in, in harm's way. I don't think that dies down you know, this season. I, I'm taking Chicago plus the nine. Of course, I, I do think the, the Bills hmm. will win because yeah. Josh Fair. Allen is back looking good overall. But give me the Bears plus nine. Way to... Way to- Way to dangle the carrot in front of the Bears fans. You kind of let off there like you are going to say, I'm backing the Bears. They're springing up safe. And you're like, no, I'm just backing the Bears, the money line. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I'm not that brave. Pocky. Pocky. Um, the Saints travel to Cleveland. Um, the Cleveland Browns are two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I, it's, this is a tough one. Deshaun Watson has been looking progressively better not great but he has been looking better and improving the saints i don't know i i think i think they are better than what their record indicates but i would have liked to have seen them um you know blow past the falcons for me to feel confident in that viewpoint i'm taking the brands here you know the defense uh nick chubb just churning out yards the problem with the Saints is, my problem with the Saints is they don't seem to be really putting their offense through their playma- playmakers. Um, Alvin Kamara, he's having a down year and he's still just shy of a thousand yards. I don't know how he isn't getting the ball, you know, four or five times on each drive. Um Instead, you've got Chris Olave, who looks good. Raheed Shahid, who looks good. But you should be you should be feeding Alvin Kamara the ball. Hmm. Fair. Give me the Browns. Browns, minus the points. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, look, as you said, Deshaun is looking better. But still a ghost performance of. Moving on. Uh... Seahawks make DeAndre's trip to Kansas. Kansas City Chiefs open up as 10-point favourites. Um, I'm going to keep this fairly short, sharp, sweet. And we all know the adage. Assumption is the mother of all stuff-ups. But there's two assumptions I've made in this game. The Chiefs should take it. They're the number one like side for me in the AFC. Regardless of standings at present, they are the number one side in the AFC. But the second assumption would be the Chiefs have nearly lost both of the last two games, the Broncos and the Titans. And I don't think that's... The Broncos and the Texans, rather. I don't think that's a fluke. Their defense has kind of been too error-prone of recent time. And I think Seattle, even without Tyler Lockett, has enough about them to keep it fairly close. So my prediction is Chiefs to win, but nowhere near cover that that, that spread of 10 points. Uh, yeah, I know 10 points is a lot, but I do think Seattle, their defense has, has crashed and it's incapable of holding onto any lead that Gino might, you know, secure. Um, and at this point, I don't even trust Gino anymore. It, he's he's prone to mistakes as of late. Um, but it could, the Chiefs could win 40 points to 34. 
you know, like that's the kind of score I can see with this one. I can see a big score. Um, it's a it's a high total. Um, mm. I'm gonna have to go with. I don't know. I'll I'll go with the Chiefs. I'm expecting Travis Kelsey to have a big game. If not now, just before the end of the regular season, I think he's he's had a couple of uh, weeks, and he'll want to finish strong. And yeah, look, fair enough. Yeah, next it. Agree disagree. Yeah. The Giants, they're traveling to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Um, the Vikings are three-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota here. Again, they've been victim to very narrow spreads throughout the year. They were a three-point spread last week, and they... They, they were a push. Obviously, they won on a field goal in overtime. I do think Mini will take this here. Do you not think there's there's scope they kind of... We've won the NFC North today to switch off, maybe. There's, there's prediction for either side here to switch off. The Giants on the back of... Look, they would have circled the Commanders game in big red ink on the calendar. So... I think the Giants could switch off, but I also think the Vikings could switch off, having secured the NFC North. Yeah. Um, potentially. I think um, they probably are more likely. I think just with Philly's tiebreaker over the Vikings, that I think they are out of contention for the one seed. I don't know if I'm right in saying that. So don't take that as gospel. Um, no, they, they have... A very narrow chance. Um, I think they, they are more likely to switch off than the Giants. The Giants have a few more games to play. They probably are probably are going to assume that Philly are going to be resting starters in Week 18. And will be looking to get in in that game. But I think they are perhaps going to be the more motivated team here. If I had to guess. Mm. Um, I'm back in the Giants for this. Jeez, we are on complete opposite sides of the L. Yeah, the I think it started with that with with that wrestling Jalen Hurts question, yeah. and I think as soon as I hear where your take is, I'm automatically going the opposite. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, look, redemption time for for Jacoby Myers. The New England Patriots host the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals open as four-point favorites, which I think is probably disrespectful to the Bengals. They're probably worth more. Um, obviously, the same day Jacoby Myers threw the the most ill-advised lateral uh, since probably J.R. Smith. Um, the Bengals won against the Bucks, having trailed seventeen zip. Um. Yeah, look, I think I think since he's kind of he's on the precipice, they've kind of hit kind of postseason form early, um, and New England is probably at a stage where the playoff hopes are are plummeting. In short, I I I back the Bengals and back them cover the spread. Yeah, um, I was looking just through the the whole slate of games on on the the odds maker here and that's that, that spread stood out to me the most it looked like the most um obvious one to take 
to me anyway I think it should be a, a wider spread than that uh, next the Texans are traveling to Tennessee Tennessee are five point home favorites we generally do see Derrick Henry go a bit mad particularly late in the year and against the Texans so uh, despite their troubles and Houston playing a couple of good teams close I'm going to take the Titans here an easy one money bet one to be honest with you um, I'm going to go unless the, the spread is, is very wide it, it's difficult to talk yourself into backing the uh, the Texans even with their their close games and look we're we're, we're insulting the intelligence of the, the listener by suggesting that more um, moving on those pesky commies the road doesn't get any easier um, they face off against the San Francisco 49ers. And while we still don't know if Brock Purdy is for real, them opening at 6.5 point favors, 5.5 favorites is wise money for me. Um, I'm on the 49ers all week, to be honest with you. Uh, and I would back them. To prevail by as much as 9 if that was the spread I was given. But 6.5, I'm taking it. Yeah, I've got them uh, as a 7-point spread. Um, if Washington win here, it does wonders for their playoff chances. It goes from approximately 20-odd percent up to 66%. So, if they want to win here, they've got to be putting pressure on Brock Purdy. Because the that San Fran defense can stop anybody so the the washington defense will have to to go toe-to-toe in that regard seven point favorites is or seven point spread is is wide enough i think heineke will he'll play his scrappy brand of football i do think he'll keep it close um don't think that's a defense your scrappy brand of football will work against and that's kind of yes where my logic was yeah here. give me the seven points um i don't feel good about it because the 49ers could easily blow the red menace out of the water as as taylor heineke sticks around mm. um the, the one we were waiting for yeah this this could have been the game of the season Potentially the the number one and the number three seed in the NFC, Boah. Um, but unfortunately now just to, due to recent circumstances, it's not as as juicy. Jalen Hurts obviously a bit injured. Um, Dallas Cowboys lost to the Jaguars, so they've they've a mile more to go. Even if they do beat Philadelphia here, um, look, I said it. I think. I think Philly could win with uh, Gardner Minshew. I'm going to take Philly plus the points here. Dallas Goddard's back off the IR. He's He played in, in Gardner Minshew's lone start last year at the Jets. He and Dallas Goddard mm-hmm. teamed up for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think it's perfect timing to get him back. The defense and the D-line for Philly have been playing outstanding, especially of late. Um, we've seen 
key miscues from Dallas. Micah Parsons is playing injured. I think Philly can take this even with Gardner Minshew. I, I've kind of shifted to uh, the defensive rebound from the Cowboys, and that could be the key difference. Um, I'm, yeah, look, yeah. I think the defense has fallen off, but Gardner has not got a, a big arm on him. That's not who he is. He's a no. very um, cerebral sort of a quarterback making quick reads and throwing over the middle slants. And that's A.J. Brown's. Mm. Not this season, but in Tennessee, that was his bread and butter. So I think that yeah. lends well to... And the Philly offense will not look the same under Gardner Minshew as it will under Jalen Hurts. And that's going to lend to the Cowboys being unable to, to prepare as well. As they yeah, which is, which is also true. Out of interest, because I know I got my, my point spreads last night. The point spread of you at the minute, given the kind of rhetoric that's been out about Jalen Hurts' injury today. What point spread would I give it? What point? What point spread have you got? I've got five and a half points. Um, okay. That's obviously. I, yeah, I, I Cowboys is is one and a half point favorites. Yeah, I think that was Cowboys. that was prior to the Jalen news. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I think it's a coin toss. Is is the probably the most safest one I can give it at a minute. Um. Look, there's a lot of time between now and Saturday. Jalen could be fine. Could be fine. He could be. I, I just, I do think, mm. and this is this is beyond the difference between you and I of whether he should play. I think mm. the organization will will sit him. If I was to put my my Tim Foyle hat on, as we've done throughout this season, I think they are sitting him. I think this whole injury is fabricated. I think they're sitting him to show that Minshew cannot achieve the level of play that Jalen has just to prove to to Micah Parsons and Chris Sims that it, it is not the system and that Jalen is the system. Uh, but of course, I don't subscribe to, to conspiracy theories. <laughs> I think the word I'm looking for is Anyway, um, elsewhere in Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Steelers welcome the Las Vegas Raiders. That's one of the, again, it's, a, it's in that late slate with the Philly-Dallas game. Um, and it's, it's a real interesting contest, this one. There's a, there's a huge chance Kenny Pickett returns. And I just think it's a very interesting matchup, this one. Steelers open as 2.5 point favourites. Do you know what? It's hard not to give them the edge. Um, it's still a defense to give up twenty one points, uh, to Mac Jones last week. He's been steadily regressing. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty of pop on that Steelers offense, especially with Kenny Pickett if he returns. I think the Steelers, and I think they might cover that spread. Oh, um. It's a tough one. Again, two teams, two middle of sort of the pack teams. I'm going to just take to the Raiders. And if I was Derek Kerr, I'd just be chucking it down deep to Devontae Adams. Just let that man sort it out. Um, but of course, why hasn't that happened all season? Who knows? 
Um, we saw Darren Weller is probably yeah. is also back as well. We saw so. Waller. We saw he came back. Um, mm. the week just come by. He had a nice touchdown to yeah. to sound that off. I'm gonna take the Raiders plus the points. So the first game, the early game on Sunday, is uh, Aaron Rodgers traveling to Miami. Miami are four and a half point favorites. Um, look, I just I don't particular I don't trust Green Bay. We just saw we saw more miscues between Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson. Um, running the wrong routes, which cost him a touchdown. I'm just gonna go with Miami, with Tua and Tyreek, and Jalen Waddle. Minus the points. Fair. Fair. I'll have to agree with you for once. Agree with you for once. You got me agreeing with you. You happy? Okay. Uh, moving on to the disappointment bowl. The Rams face off against the Broncos on Christmas Day. Look, a lot of you won't be happy with this, but as a fan myself of multiple sports, I'm probably going to watch the NBA on Christmas Day, and I'm going to give this one a miss. Um, it's a bad slate on Christmas Day, man. It's it. You would have probably looked promising at the start of the year, and that's Denver, that's why it's a disappointment. Denver, the Rams, yeah, Green Bay, Miami, yeah, they probably did. In hindsight, it probably looked very. You're looking at it, you're going, Green Bay will be good. Miami have asked have added Tyreek maybe they'll be good Denver have got Russell Wilson they're going to be good and LA Rams are the reigning Super Bowl champions they got to be good yep. but uh, no disappointment bowl and then of course um, Tom Brady and yeah, the, the Broncos in the later slate yeah, again disappointment bowl um, yeah. I mean I'd probably give I'd probably I'd probably back the Rams in this one Um it's a coin toss for me. I think Denver is going to lean on uh, Latavius Murray, who's who's actually been quite impressed from recently. Um, if any game this season is going to end 0-0, it's probably going to be this one. Yeah, it's just going to be low scoring. <sighs> coin toss. Yeah, I'm going to favor the Rams. Uh, yeah. I'm... Jeez, when it rains, it pours. I'm on the Broncos. I think just their their defense will stymie the young and cocky Baker Mayfield. Um, it's I think it's it's now mature and deluded Baker Mayfield. He prefers. Um, but he's younger than me. Isn't me come young? Um, yeah. Give me the give me the Broncos minus the two. I think the defense is just it's played well all season. Except for maybe the KC game, but less, less, less said in this game. Goodbye, so, uh, so the late game Sunday night football. Tom Brady travels to Arizona. They are six and a half road favorites, which just doesn't sit right with me. Um, Kyler Murray mustn't be playing. It must be the Colt McCoy show. 
Oh yeah, sure. Kyler's yeah. out for the season. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well then, look. The Tampa defense looked looked better last week. I don't like it, but I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks here. Yeah. Uh, it, there's too much on the line for the Bucks. If they lose, they'll be six and, and nine with Carolina and Atlanta remaining. There's they have to win this one and avoid any kind they of need that division matchups. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I've I've been the far more uh, agreeable person I think in this podcast, but what bothering about? Um, finally, Monday night football, which is Stevens's night. Um, Colts against the Chargers. Chargers open up as three point favorites, which considering we now know Jonathan Taylor is on IR for the rest of the season, will not play. There's already calls for for jeff saturday's head and matt ryan's i think let's not sweat the small, well, small stuff here they they might they might just get lucky on matt ryan's because i do believe saint nick bdn is going to be starting for the colts well well yes sir well, in that case yes sir 48 points to 10 uh colts now i'm joking um yeah, look, I still, I still, I still back the Chargers. Um, no point in sweating the small stuff. Austin Eckler did get hurt on on Sunday, but he returned. So, look, it's fine. I think <laughs> the the Chargers are finally starting to cook. It's still a little bit too early for them to completely choke, leave to week eighteen. Yeah, Chargers here and um, cover the spread of three points, easy money. Yeah, look, I'd like to wear the old midnight green tinted glasses and choose the, the Colts here but they are just uh, not a good team this year so unfortunately I'm going to have to go with the Chargers minus the four you agreeing with me you agreeing with me I'm calling you out son yeah. calling you out and agreeing with you I'm going to call you out and shake your hand fair enough fair enough well look that is the end of a bumper episode Um, I think fair to say I think so we won't be back on air until after you've had your fill of turkey and to the american audience us irish folk we have our turkey on the 25th of december so we're a bit later than you but uh that's that's uh, hope... 25 12 not 12 25 i hope if you have listened in any capacity this year and even if you haven't we hope you and yours have a fantastic holiday period because you may not be celebrating Christmas but we hope you enjoy the coming days and that's all from me and that's all from me Merry Christmas to one and all thank you and to all a good night exactly right i mean get there's nobody there. inside the 10 get back guys. here it is the season's on the line two receivers left and right mccown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone caught touchdown no 
No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs! When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.